Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, it's Jeff Mosher. Adam Kaplan and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly, anyone can create their own podcast, and you should too. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast for a professional sound, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. Inside the Birds is back. What's up, everybody? It's Jeff Mosher and Adam Kaplan. Boy, I sound excited, don't I? Even though we're about to do a podcast, a game preview podcast for Eagles, Broncos, and uh, two teams that might be going in different directions. Obviously, the Eagles are, uh, what, what do we got? Three and six now after the last loss to the Chargers. The Broncos have won two in a row after they went through, I think, a, what, a four-game losing streak? So I think the the Broncos have had a very topsy-turvy type of year. They started off with a couple of wins, then they lost a bunch in a row, and now they've won two in a row, I believe. All uh, streaky. Maybe it's just one. Yeah, very yeah, th- streaky. 3-0. Yep, 3-0. Right. 0-4, 2-0. Mm-hmm. So 5-4. Yeah. Wow, it's all streaks. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So the last time I saw them publicly then was that, like on TV, Adam, was their loss. There must have been that Thursday night game against the Broncos where De'Ernest Johnson, was it, ran all over them? Yes. That was the game, right? Yes. Yep, yeah, yep. I remember that game. So, uh, well, no, I did catch a little bit of their their victory on Sunday over the uh, – while I was waiting for the Eagles game to start at the link. I was saw a little bit of that Broncos-Cowboys game, and they really took it to them. So this is a Amazing. this is a very interesting game, uh, somewhat unpredictable. Two teams with different kinds of strengths, and we'll get into that. Um, I look forward to breaking it down. Uh, obviously, we have already started – we started the breakdown earlier in the week. We got a chance to talk to Avante Maddox. He was on our ITB TV, which has been up – on our podcast and YouTube platforms. I hope everybody checks it out. Um, we'll see. I mean, he told us he felt like he was going to be good to go with the knee. So uh, I imagine he'll be out there. The question is, will it be 100%? We'll find out. Um, it's going to have a big role. We know that. So that'll be big on his uh, end. And it was a good interview. A lot of a lot of personality, a lot of charisma. Check that out. Um, Q&A. Adam, I don't know if you heard Q&A. I told you it was one of the more educational ones. That I've heard in a while, they really talked about obviously the defense, right? Um, what they see is wrong with it from from a Jonathan Gannon play calling standpoint, and also from 
what the the players themselves are not doing well. And there's a, a theme, there's an umbrella theme there to just playing with confidence, right? And they feel like if you're you want to talk about Jonathan Gannon, and we'll get into this when we break it down, but from what we've seen already, they feel like the soft zone stuff that you saw earlier in the year, the way they practiced and way they went through training camp preseason games, they he set a tone of being soft. And now that he's trying to dial it up and change things, it, it's not like a, the the switch just flicks, and now all of a sudden you're the 85 Bears, right? You know. So, but they did talk about certain third downs, certain blitzes where you'll have a couple of cornerbacks like Darius Slay they'll put it will play up and then other guys are not playing up it's like it's on them to to set the tone be aggressive you know you know what the play call is you know pressure's coming don't give 15 yards a cushion so there's a lot going on there with the defense that they broke down uh they had some really interesting insights on Jalen Hurts really kind of a fascinating discussion Adam that sort of is an extension of what we were talking about that you know it's hard to know exactly what Jalen Hurts is going to be but they had a good discussion on what they think he is and whether the Eagles are the right type of team to be patient with what he is versus what they want, their mm. ideology versus his ideology or, or their philosophy versus what other people say. And it was really good stuff. Okay, looking forward to hearing that later today. That is my Friday afternoon listen when I don't get awesome. to hear it when it drops at 6 a.m. Eastern on awesome. Thursdays. And then uh, we got the Andrew Ducheco Fashion Show. Some already commented that. Because Andrew recommended pick up Rashad Bateman a couple weeks ago when he came back from injury. That was a good call by him. Yeah. Um, so let me you, tell you, you're trying to call figure out was Dearness Johnson. He was on Dearness Johnson oh. before that game nice. against the Broncos, and nice. that was a big nice. call yeah. by him. Yeah. 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 And then of course we we got the pregame show on Sunday. We had Q's views, uh, which is always a good segment that you, that you guys tape. Um, more there'll be a little bit obviously further closer to the game that you guys mm-hmm. take care of that. So we'll, we'll play that during the, our pregame show, 10A to 12P right. for Eagles Broncos. Like even when we have a four o'clock game, as you saw last week, and we still will have the show at the same exact time. The only, uh, yeah, and the Eagles are done with the national TV games unless they get something mm-hmm. uh, moved to at night, which I don't see happening unless a game in like week 16 or 17 meets something for the team that they're that on the other side of the football <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't expect the Eagles to be in it by then. Who knows? That, that you never know. This has been, as Trey Vincent said on Twitter, uh, it's, you know, Troy works for the NFL and he had a tweet on, I think it was when, uh, Thursday, about mm-hmm. uh, kind of how close the games are and how, look, this this week nine, the, the Sunday of week nine, the biggest upsets like I could ever remember. It was just totally exact opposite of what you would think. Yes. So who knows? Yes. It, 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 a lot of times – a week, an individual week, does not really paint the right picture. I mean, go back to week one. Um, who was the team that got upset that everybody was down on in week one uh, that thought that something – I can't remember the game. And I said, this is just a big hoodwink. This is just total week one. I think the Texans won, right? They beat the Jaguars. Although that's oh, yeah. They lost that crazy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. There were some There were some other games, though, there in week one where you're like, wait a minute. This, this is not going to happen. Uh, the Dolphins beat the Patriots. How about that? So now the Dolphins right, are four. Right. Exactly. Five and four. exactly. And so it's crazy. And then the Raiders beat the the Raven the Raiders beat the Ravens that week as well. And the and the Ravens were up, you know, pretty significant in the game. Um mm-hmm. and then the Raiders went I remember that game vividly. That it looked like they were out of it and they came back in the second half. Right. It's been a great look, it's been a great NFL season, other than the COVID issue, which mm-hmm. which is you know, but unfortunate. Uh, we're still having it in the Aaron Rodgers situation. It's been a fun season. I know Eagle fans aren't happy with their the team's record, 
They give them some good moments, some not so good moments, but it's never a dull moment because people are fired up. I could t- definitely tell. Remember when people <laughs> said that they were cool with whatever happened this year because they knew it was kind of a developmental year anyway? <laughs> I didn't hear a lot. It's funny. On our show, The Fanatic, we got those calls. You're absolutely right. Right, right. So I don't, I don't know if how, how many people st- stayed true to that motto. Well, you know why? Because you see this team could be a tease. You you see some good things, like the way they've been running it. Right. And you got the the defense that's, that's not getting the job done. Sure. Now, some weeks the pass game looks terrible. Sometimes the, and the defense picks up. They cannot – the Atlanta game was week one where they picked you – know, they got it all together. In the Carolina game, the defense took care of the day. That's the thing in the three games. Look how well the defense played in those three wins. In those three wins, huh? Yeah. They have such a Jekyll and Hyde type of team. I don't know how so, exactly. I don't know how you pick I, these, teams. <laughs> these teams. I don't either. They've been very. They've been def- difficult for us to pick on a week to week basis. Am I still uh, up yeah. between uh, on our pregame? Am I still in first place? I don't know. Oh, I, know I, don't, I don't. want to give I it. I was five and three. No, I. I we, changed. We have a new leader. Week. We have a new leader. That's yeah, I'm, I'm stupidly say. changed my. Well, I'm sorry. Who's in first? Um, yours truly. We have a new leader. <laughs> I am nice. Yeah. Well, here I I stupidly changed my pick. From yep. the Chargers to the Eagles. And I, as you said, you nailed it. You're going to live to regret that. Yourself. Yep. Yeah, because I've stupidly believed that. Now, part, okay, I get it that they ran the ball last week. That was a smart thing to do because mm-hmm. the Chargers are, have arguably the worst run defense. But I, I just trust in the staff. I had said it last week. I said, I don't trust the staff yet. I just, my gut feeling, look, it could have been, it was anyone's game. It came down to the wire, as we know. Mm-hmm. But it, it, this is a grown pains here for this coach's staff. There's no doubt. That's the only thing that I know about this coach's staff. Complete grown pains. Absolutely. Yeah. The whole coaching staff, no doubt about yeah, it. Sure. Um, please go to insidethebirds.com. We've been writing some really good stuff. Check out Adam's power rankings every week. Uh, there's always a team that's climbing. Sometimes there have been some new number ones, but Adam's fairly consistent. I like your approach that you don't just knock a team down because they lose, you yeah. know, because, again, last week, teams sometimes just lose. So good stuff there. Andrew DiCecco has been writing well, some good stuff. Well, I had a few columns. Yeah, I was just going to say, although I missed them, the Bengals, I, I stupidly bought into them. I gave them up. When they smoked the Ravens in Baltimore, I'm like, hey, i got to respect them. Mm-hmm. But I've always said this about teams that I don't want to say come out of nowhere to surprise people. It's how they handle success, and they've been awful. They lost to the, the, the Jets, yep. then they got smoked last week. Yep. So this league, man, but uh, it, it's crazy. So yeah, so yeah, I wasn't West mad. Andrew. By the way, I was I was not mad at the Bengals for losing two weeks ago, yeah. even though it, it eliminated me from my um, survivor um, pool. I was yeah. not mad at the Bengals. I was mad at me because I should have known better than just like you said. I should have known better to trust. The Bengals. I I, I'm like thinking, oh my God, they're playing the Jets. The Jets are starting this Mike White guy. Mike the Jets White. Are awful to begin with, Joe Burrow's in a, in a, I mean, everything. Right. But there was a part of me, Adam, that said, I don't know if I should trust the Bengals. But then I kept saying, there's just no way the Jets are going to win this game. And then when they lost, I said, you know what? Not shame on the Bengals. Shame on me. That's my right, exactly. I trusted the Bengals. So yeah. I can't be so mad you, at them for that. No. So you guys got more content up there on InsideTheBirds.com. Yep. Um, yeah, we but we've got in, uh, all the radio videos uh, or, or, or interviews on 97.3 ESPN. You, you get on YouTube. So we've got Q&A, of course, on every platform. We've got a lot of content up this week. Definitely. Hope you're all checking it out and enjoying it. And remember, please, 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 if you can, leave us, uh, for you Apple users, leave us a five-star review. It really helps us. 
um, and the chart ratings and things like that. So we really appreciate if you're loving ITV uh, to give us a five star review on Apple uh, Apple's review. Um, let's get into the the actual uh, game breakdown. We'll talk about some transactions, some injuries going on. Obviously, the last time we did a podcast, Adam, they had an open spot on the 53 after Mac McCain got waived. We suspected it was going to go to Jordan Howard, and lo and behold, it went to Jordan Howard, who gets signed to the 53. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next week, really, when Miles Sanders, if he's healthy enough to return, how they work it. But I have to imagine more of the same this week, Jordan Howard, uh, Boston oh, yeah. Scott, Kenny Gamewell. And oddly enough, Mac McCain got claimed back by the um, Denver Broncos, the team he came from. <laughs> you know, it's just so funny because conspiracy theorists always will say, hey, you know when like a team will sign a player from the opponent, look, they'll sign off their practice squad so they could get intel on that opponent. It, it does. Teams will deny that they're doing it, but I know that teams do this. It, it's just obvious. Mm-hmm. Now, this is – I don't know. Who knows? Denver, we're going to get into their injury situation, which is really remarkable. Uh, they certainly need corners, so he's a corner, so we'll, we'll see what happens here. But, yeah, it, the reason why the Eagles did this, mm-hmm. because Jordan Howard only had one more elevation left. Right. And why you, – you, you know, there's a little strategy here, because if you don't, if you use one up, this if they use it this week, they're out of them, which means he would revert back Monday to the practice squad. Anyone could sign him off there. Um, now, you could protect him if you want. That's mm-hmm. totally up to you. Mm-hmm. But um, you would have to sign him off your practice squad. You could not elevate him anymore. So they're, Now, when Miles Sanders comes back and they would have four running backs if everybody's healthy, right. the only way they could get him back to the practice squad would be to waive him because he's the, every player now after the trade deadline must be waived first, right? Where they can get back to the practice squad. So you, there, there are a lot. There's strategy to this. I, I totally see why they did this. So now it's yeah, it's a Jordan Howard show mm-hmm. with Scott, um, you know, as the second back. Now uh, they rotate both of them, and and you know, Gainwell. They're still trying to figure it out since they've got Howard as the starter or the main ball carrier. How they're going to handle his, his role. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think this is a game where they're probably going to be behind at some point based on the way that Denver's playing defense. Yeah. And I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with Gamewell here, where they let, let them be the hurry up back, which is a term coaches use when the team is behind. They need a fast back. So we'll see. Sure. Sure. No, no, it'd be very interesting to see how they use him. Um, and you're right. More interesting, even though to see how, how the offense flows, if they can't dictate the way they have for the right. last two weeks. So right. it'd be interesting to see that as well. Uh, let's get into the injury situation for the Eagles. The big questions, Adam, this week were basically in the second. Well, on the defense uh, with Darius Slay with the hammy, Avante Maddox with the knee. Uh, Avante told us on ITB TV that he expected to play, and I thought it was a good sign in general that Darius Slay did his um, weekly press conference because usually, if you're hurt uh, and not going to play, you're not going to do a press conference. I'm not saying he's definitely going to play, but that's usually sure. a good sign when a guy does a press conference. Uh, the only other on, go ahead. Just gonna add, on Thursday, every player practiced. So there, right. there was no one who didn't practice. That's a really good sign. That is a good sign. Uh, now, Josh yeah. Sweat, it, was it a full practice? I can't remember. No, if it was a full no, you you won't normally coming off a concussion from a Sunday That's game. Right. It's next right. to impossible to get a, a full practice in on Thursday. Mm-hmm. He got limited, but that means he's progressing through the protocol, which is the point. Right. So let's hope um, that he can get cleared after Friday's right. practice play before they fly on Saturday. That's another thing. Yep. Um, the Eagles blocking receiver, Arthago Whiteside. That's what I, that's kind of what he is now. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, here's why it's important because his role 
and uh, Tyree Jackson, their roles are sort of similar. Now, although Sirianni hinted, Pesmore could be. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Offer here at some point here. So we'll see. Because they played a decent amount of 13 personnel in the last game. So, yeah, look. Um, and certain players are getting rested. Someone asked me on Twitter about that. Yeah, this is this is what's happening now around the league. Guys who are in their 30s, particularly guys who have had an injury history or guys who just need it, they'll either not practice Wednesday or they'll practice Wednesday and not practice Thursday. That's just the way it is. So for – when you see that, it's not alarming. It's just the way it is around the league now. Right, right. No, it's not alarming. Well, it's not alarming from an injury standpoint, but I know some of the older players uh, have expressed concern about the the players nowadays getting so much rest on a Wednesday, which used to be kind yeah. of that's your first day of practice. That was kind of a big day of practice uh, leading up to a game. So um, other than that, you're right, nothing, nothing major there. Broncos seem to have – a lot more, you know, pertinent type of injury issues, including their left tackle, right? Garrett Bowles, is, I think the, that on w- either Wednesday or Tuesday, Fan- Vic Fangio said he's like 50-50 to play. Yeah, high ankle. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. I mean, that's their starting left tackle, and um, their right tackle is hurt too, right? Yeah, Bobby Massey's got – you might remember him from the Bears. Yeah. And the Cardinals, he's got a – he's also got an ankle injury, but not as bad as Bowles's. Uh Tim Patrick, who's one of my favorite players, he's – he has a knee injury. We got to see what happens today on Friday. And Albert O, Albert Oku, <laughs> Oku Abunam is the way you say it. He is really athletic. Mm-hmm. So is Noah Fant. Fant um, is off the COVID list, but he's they have roster exemption. They got to see how he feels. Right. That's the thing about the COVID. We've seen this in the NBA as well. Gotta, if these guys have been on it, he's been on for over two weeks. You got to see how they feel when they come back. It's not a, it's not a given because of their energy. Players mm-hmm. have said and. NFL and NBA, if they don't feel right, sometimes they can't go. Right. But man, they are, and they're, they're, they're a big switch from 11 to 12 personnel kind of team with uh, Pat Shermer calling the plays. So mm-hmm. um, that, that's a big one because, from a personal standpoint, even without KJ Hamler, we'll get to their injured, their IR list, which is pretty, pretty, pretty deep. Um, with the, the two tight ends, with the three receivers, 
Uh, Cortland Sutton also is a very gifted player. He's come back very well from his ACL injury. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're deep in pass targets, man. And we're going to get to the running backs when we break the game down. Right. But here's your here's your IR list. KJ Hamler out, season ACL. Graham Gas, Gas, Glass Gal with the ankle injury. He just went on IR this week. Uh, formerly Alliance, he's a starting mm-hmm. guard. And here, here's what I was talking about the, the last show. This is just – I've not heard of this before. So <laughs> they're both are starting inside linebackers, it, not in the same game, but in different games. Both – Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell, cool name. Both Iowa. suffered torn pectoral muscles. They're out for the season. Boy, that's a, a common injury this year, the torn It pack. is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, biceps and pectoral injuries. And Micah Kaiser, you might remember him from the Rams – Mm-hmm. He then took over as a starter. He got put on IR with uh, a groin. They have another player who's a linebacker got put on IR. And then Bradley Chubb, who had ankle surgery, is not ready yet. And then two things just happened in the last 10 days. Bryce Callahan, their nickel corner, who's had a good rebound year. He missed basically all last season. Mm-hmm. He got put on IR with a knee injury. And Ojemudia, um, who they like, who's a sort of an up-and-coming corner, he's off IR, but he's now on the COVID list. So. Uh, he won't be available this week. So they're, we'll get into the matches, but they don't have a lot of depth left. But you know what? Their defense still really good. Did you say Bobby Ojeda? Did I hear a Bobby Ojeda in there? Yeah, Bobby O. That's the lefty, Michael Ojemudia. Oh, my, oh, my, my bad. Michael Ojemudia. All right. I thought we were talking about 80s pitchers. My, Bobby Ojeda. Yeah. Bobby Ojeda. Um, yeah, no, you were right. I My eyes fell out of my head the other day when you had said that uh, the, the, the defense for the Broncos was down like four or five inside linebackers. And sure enough, they really are. And uh, of course not. Ha- they trade Vod Miller and yeah. there's no Brett and Bradley Chubb is out with ankle surgery. I, I you know, it's, you almost ask yourself who's going to rush the passer for them, but they've got, apparently they've been playing without these guys. They played without these guys last week. Right. And they did well. So they um, crushed Dallas. They were up 30 to nothing and they put up cosmetic points, which is the term that coaches use when <laughs> you're getting smoked and the score makes it look, much better than the game was. They were that the Broncos. They just took took the pedal off the metal. Um, but look, at Stephen Weatherly. You might remember him as a defensive end for the yeah, Vikings. For the Vikings. George Payton had him in. Uh, who's their GM? The Broncos. He had him in Minnesota, so he brought him here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kenny Young. I mentioned in the last year they traded for him. He's inside linebacker. They got him for the Rams. And Bar- Baron Brownie was not supposed to play this season. He's having to start an inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. He was a draftee, and he's just got thrown in there. Jonathan Cooper, who's a seventh rounder, has got thrown in there. All these young players are having to play because they just don't have anybody else. And as you said, right. they destroyed the Cowboys' offense. It was almost hard to believe. So, is the belly going to play today uh, on on Sunday? Yes, yes, yes. The belly is going to play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Quinn Minerts, he was the guy who showed up. He didn't. I don't. I, did he opt out last year at Wisconsin Whitewater or something? Or, I think, I think he, he did opt out. Yeah, that was the big thing. He not only did he play at Wisconsin Whitewater, but he is, was an opt out. And then they tried him at center at the Senior Bowl, and they were shocked how good he looked. Right? That was it. That's exact. It, it got him from being a late round pick to I think a third round pick. Mm-hmm. An amazing story. And what Jeff's talking about, you see all these <laughs> shirts. Like the Broncos social media team loves these pictures of him. Because he's got a, a beer gut. Yeah, he's an offensive he lo- lineman from Wisconsin. Right, he loves wearing these half jerseys. Right, it's so fun. Yeah. His belly is made of cheese and beer. I mean, that, that's all that's in there. <laughs> it's Wisconsin. He's so, yeah. uh, hey, uh, Cushenberry's good. Right, Dalton Watt, Reisner. Um, we don't. And uh, the, the Calvin Anderson kid had to play left tackle because mm-hmm. of uh, the, uh, the Bulls' high ankle sprain. 
There, there are some matchups that could favor the Eagles, but as we know, it doesn't seem to matter anymore. Yeah, I felt like we said it's that really about the Chargers on the right side of their offensive yeah. line last Right, week. exactly. That's what I mean. Exactly what I meant. They didn't take advantage of it. Really disappointing and disappointing again in last week. But oh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, there's a couple of things we're going to get into. Um, first, as we always tell you, if you want to get an advantage over your sportsbook, download BetQL. It's the only app you'll need to make smart bets. They've got a best bet computer model that scans over 350,000 unique bets a year to give you a best bet recommendation for every game, all major sports, and gives you the reason why you should make the bet. Their model covers spreads, over-unders, player prop bets, you name it, they got it. They also will be your best friend if you just want to do the research and you don't want their model because they've got everything from sharp data to line movement, team summaries, lineup and injury breaking news, even the leaderboards to track your success. So head to the App Store or Google Play Store now to download BetQL. You can also go to the website try.betql.co slash ITB and enter the promo code ITB to get 25% off at your payment checkout for a subscription offering. And then you can get their sportsbook offers page if you live in one of the eligible states to claim free offers upon signing up at one of the many sportsbooks listed. So don't miss out on the chance to beat your sportsbook this football season using BetQL. All right, Adam, before we break down the game, there's something that we really have to talk about because it's very pertinent and has really nothing to do with X and O's. Okay. Um, and, and that's the altitude change. That is a real thing. You know, it's not something that's kind of like talked about just every time you play in Denver. You got to mention that it's mile high. Talk to, you know, Quentin Michael talked about it and he'll he'll add more on the pregame show on Sunday. Um, you know, he, he played there as a college player and as a pro. And um, teams that don't play in Denver a lot, like the Eagles, who've only played the Broncos 13 times in general in their, their history of their franchise, it's tough. I mean, there's, it's a major, major adjustment. And I don't think that there's – I don't think it's just coincidence that the last three times the Eagles have played in Denver, they've gotten the doors blown off them because mm-hmm. some of those teams are good Eagles teams. They just lost. And in those three games – the Eagles haven't won in Denver since 1989. And in the last three games they played there, the average margin of loss for them – is 28 points. Ooh. Yeah. And again, these are three different teams. It's not like it's the same bad team playing over. We're talking about um, uh, had the years that they played. I mean, 2005, before things fell apart with T.O., you know, they were scoring a lot of points and doing well. And then uh, I think that the whole T.O. fiasco uh, with next question and everything started a week later after that. But they lost 49-21 that day. That so, smoked, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got smoked. They, they- it's 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 hard, you know. It's it's hard uh, to breathe in that. You'll see the players with the wearing the uh, you know they'll have the 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 oxygen, um, oxygen, oxygen tank, tank. yeah, 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 hooked up to them. Yeah, if you're not used to it, it's hard. So we'll we'll see. But yeah, it, now I think West Coast teams are just flying in there. They have a much better advantage. The the Raiders house them. They the Broncos defense. The only game the Broncos defense didn't show up was the Raiders. Now this is the game after Gruden mm-hmm. uh, was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, emotional game for the Raiders. The Broncos weren't ready for it. And the Broncos defense, the only game where they really didn't show up this season. Right. But Derek Carr had an amazing game, one of the best games as, as a Raider, and they were great. But yeah, you make a good point. You, you the only two you're changing two time zones. It's it's mountain, but the big one is obviously breathing. So right. we'll have to see how they handle it, no doubt. I think if you're not very deep in certain areas, it can really hurt you, especially on on defense. Uh, we'll get into that with the defense a little bit, but obviously you're gonna have to rotate linemen, and we've seen this. The backups on the Eagles D line have just not been as as productive. I mean, 
even the starters lately haven't, but, but the backups really haven't been as productive as they, as they were in the past. So that's something that you think that Denver is probably looking at, you know, maybe they think they, they go a little faster paced or no huddle or even try, you know, whether they're subbing or not, they might have, they, they might feel they have the advantage at. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see how it breaks down. And mm-hmm. I, I think you definitely have to have, depending on how the guys feel, you're going to have to sub guys in and out maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, someone we'll certainly keep an eye on on Sunday. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about the offense. The Eagles offense versus the Broncos defense is where we'll start. Uh, we'll begin with Jalen Hurts. I forgot to make this um, point in our film review pod on Wednesday that I, I wanted to make sure I hit. So I'm going to say it now. The, Jalen Hurts did something at the end uh, in the second half that I thought showed um, some some progression from some of the things that he wasn't doing earlier in the year and even maybe in the first half. And if you remember that touchdown that he threw to Devonte Smith on that really nice over route, he mm-hmm. uh, stepped up and cl- he climbed that pocket to buy himself mm-hmm. some extra seconds before finding Smith over the middle. That was a progression throw. It was not his first read. And it was a really nice job of feeling uh, the way the, the pass rush was around him and just moving up where he had ample space in the pocket. So I wanted to, uh, you know, we talk about needing to see development in certain areas. Sometimes some you have, some you haven't, but that was a really nice throw and a really good job by him. I wanted to point that out. That was one of the few times in several weeks where he looked very comfortable. I, I, there's no way to understand. I mean, they, they barely threw it, obviously, in the mm-hmm. first half because the first two series he was inaccurate. They took the ball out of the, you know, they took the air out of the ball, which is smart coaching. Mm-hmm. And then I think what happened is what you often see with when quarterbacks are not accurate or struggling. If you run the ball a lot, it, it could calm the quarterback down. And I thought Hertz was really comfortable in that third quarter. He, that play you were talking about, he stepped up. He looked about as calm as it, you want a quarterback to look. And he delivered with timing. And that that's that's all you could ask for. The third quarter was good. It's been a while since he looked like that. And it's going to be tough. This is a we're going to get right into it. This is a very tough defense to decipher. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they don't, they're not a high percentage blitz team. But Vic Fangio has never changed. He, he it's a what we call an execution style defense. Dropping, moving, disguise. Brandon Staley, who's a disciple of his, he's not quite the church don't write run quite the same defense. Obviously, they don't have the same athletes, but right. um, they they don't play a lot of zone. They play a ton of man coverage. Um, it, they don't give you very much. You saw what happened last week. They completely broke down the protection of the Cowboys. I know that Tyron Smith wasn't playing, but nevertheless, they, they mm-hmm. one of the best offenses in football. They completely embarrassed in Dallas. It's going to be very difficult for Hurts and the Eagles offense. Uh, I expect, as you, you were talking about earlier, they do what they've done. Their identity, they've become a running team lately. Uh, we'll see when Sanders comes back. But it, it certainly worked. We'll see if Denver can stop it. It's uh, interesting to me that they play so much um, man and they don't blitz that much. Usually it's the opposite, right? I mean, usually if you're blitzing, you have to play man and, and cover. But they play front four rush and, and man in the back end. So that does, as you mentioned, kind of lead to a lot of- front, yeah. A lot of disguising. Yeah, right. That's true. A lot of disguising and and deception. But at some point, not having Chubb and Von Miller, I know it didn't seem to hurt. It didn't hurt them at all last week, but I feel like that's going to catch up with them. I do. I'm I'm really interested to see what he what 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 they do here. Just to just to Mm -hmm. just to confuse um, Hurts here. Uh, You know, the good thing is he doesn't turn the ball over. He's been really good with it. Uh, So. I'm fascinated to see what what he brings here. Um, 
in this matchup because you just sometimes you just don't know. So we'll yeah. See. So Denver's got the sixth best rushing defense in the uh, NFL, which makes me think that the Eagles are not going to be able to be as dominant. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe they will. We'll see. But they're obviously going to try to run the ball the way they have the last two weeks. I wonder if yet Nick Sirianni once again comes out and says, let's see if we can open it up first, go a little shotgun, just like he did against the Chargers. Let's see if we can move the ball, especially knowing that the team on the other side is pretty good against the run and um, go from there. And then if not, if all, if it fails, like it did last week, then maybe he again says, all right, they're going to have to try ground and pound. And then we'll see if that's successful or not. You know, this is a tough game to call because Broncos are a very respectable run defense. Yes, they're down a corner a little bit. Um, it'll be Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller, who got a reprieve after they had injuries. You know, they were trying to move him. Yeah. Um, Fangio brought him in, and it hasn't worked out very well. Nate Hairston, who's – boy, he's been around. He's been with the Colts, the Jets. Um, he may not even be on the team, but Pat Sertain got hurt with a knee injury. He's not expected to play this week. So, mm-hmm. uh, Nate Hairston will probably be their, their nickel corner. He was last week. And they'll, they'll go from there. Um Kyle Fuller was a guy, if you remember, his career was – he was struggling with the Bears, and then he revived it, got the franchise tag, and then um, got extended. I th- Yeah, yeah. I, I think what happened is they declined his fifth-year option, and then they re-signed him because he, he did well. Uh, Ronald Jarvis, another guy with Washington last year, did well. He's mm-hmm. got a nice contract here, and he's a guy that Eagles know very, very well. His issues were with eye discipline, I was told. that That's the big thing you want to – you, you want him to not quite – you want him to either go for a fake, play act, whatever it is. He, he makes mistakes with his eyes. That's what happened with him on the Eagles' defense, and that's why they didn't want him back. All right. Um, how about Sertain? Is he hurt still? Yeah, no, I said it. He's got the yeah. knee injury. Okay, that's right. So I didn't know if that knee injury was fully out or just still recovering. Yeah, it's, it yeah. sounds like sounds like as we speak Friday morning here, it sounds like he's not going to be able to play. It's supposed to be a multi, multi-week injury. but So unless – Later today, he gets out there and actually practices. Mm-hmm. You would think he wouldn't play, but we'll see. Um, but the, look, as you're saying, ha, what is the Eagles' approach here? We don't know. Like right. that—that's the tough call because they're just really good. You, you know, you can look at the the Raider game. The Raiders had a huge offensive output. Then after that, the Broncos have been really good on defense. They've they've right. been good most weeks except that Raider game. I to this day, I don't know quite what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you mentioned earlier, Dearness Johnson did run well against them, so that's encouraging. So they've got two really good safeties. Um, that so it kind of makes you. We talk yeah. about Go- Dallas Goddard and we he can do every week, but you have to imagine with Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons that especially if they play a lot of man, that this is either going to be a game where we figure Dallas Goddard just had a rough matchup, or he's going to emerge into a superstar in front of our eyes and own these guys. I have no idea. You know, I mean, there'll be opportunities exactly. for to throw him the ball. Because it's man coverage, and you don't have to worry about maybe per se throwing the ball into traffic. Although with the, the disguise, who knows what he's going to do? I mean, you can play man with zone under, and Fangio does so many different things. It's hard to uh, decipher it all watching TV. But in, in general, we saw last week it was Devonte Smith, it was Dallas Goddard, and there weren't too many throws left for anybody else. And I have to think that if they want to run the ball, that it and the throws are, are scant again that the guys who are going to monster the targets are going to be Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. Got to move them. Yeah, absolutely. I would get them moving. I would get them on the run. Yeah. Um, like they did in the third quarter when, yep. when uh, they got 
Well, they got uh, Devontae Smith moving, so I thought that was really good. Uh, when you look at the Denver defensive front, you know, you sometimes you scratch your head. Like a lot of no-name guys. Shelby Harris is very underrated. He's been around a lot. I remember him with the Raiders many years ago. Yeah, he's ago. a good player. Yeah. Yeah, he's a guy that not a lot of people talk about or a lot of, no, a lot of people know about, but he does a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to get – uh, they're going to get Mike Purcell back with some injury. He's been, he's a journeyman D tackle was good against the run. Malik right. Reed has had a hip injury. He's their outside linebacker. Um, they need to get him. He's got a chance to play this week. So they, this Jonathan Cooper is a seventh round pick. Who's could rush. Uh, out of Ohio like state. That. Yeah. He's getting some run. They're, they're having to play these. And we mentioned Kenny Young having to play came over from the Rams. So that we'll, we'll see. I mean, it, they're going to go with the same guys. Uh, so you kind of know what you're getting. We'll, we'll, we'll see. If um, Sirianni could get some points, they're they're one of the top teams of giving up the least amount of points. They're, just, they're one of the they don't give up a lot of points. They, just, they yeah. just don't. And Browning has been playing lately. You said he's been playing better. He's he's another. Yeah, line, no, he, he got thrown in there. He was going to be their fifth li- inside linebacker this season. Now he's starting because they just don't have anybody else. Yeah, you got to throw the ball on him. He's like every Ohio State linebacker. They can stop the run. They can go out there, but if you spread them out and try to throw the ball on him, you could probably make a few plays here and there. Ohio State defensive backs? No, you can't throw the ball on those guys. Ohio State linebackers? Yeah, you could probably. They're all big, you know, big dudes, right? They just run and go downhill and play that smash mouth ball that you still see in the Big Ten and really nowhere else. So uh, maybe there'll be some opportunities to throw the ball around. I know we got some some Ohio State fans, too, who uh, hit us up on the chat board and and, uh, on Facebook and YouTube. So I I threw that out there on purpose to get some people riled up. (laughs) I know someone's going to throw – Throw someone in my face. What about this guy from Ohio State? He's great in coverage. All right, fine, whatever. Most Did, of the guys and then they, downhill. They have another inside linebacker. This is the other guy, the fifth guy. Uh, uh, Justin Strenad. He's on the COVID list. He's number forty. So they just they really don't have anybody else. Wow. So they, they they can't afford anyone else to get hurt. I mean, I, they'll have some guys in the practice where they they could call up for the game. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned Kareem Jackson, the former corner for the uh, Texans who moved to safety with the Broncos. It's been a great story. Still playing. Yeah. Sims is really tall. Good football player. The kid Stearns is number 30. He was a fifth-round safety. He plays when they go to dime. Um, he's got good size. So they Fangio's a master. It's just he, he comes out. He plays a certain way. He doesn't change. You, you know he's going to drop guys. They're very disciplined. Mm-hmm. He coaches very hard. Ed Donatel, who's been around the league a long time, been with the 40 he's been a deep coordinator with the 49ers a bunch of teams he's a good smart coach they're just really coached well and it's going to be hard it's going to be hard to score in this game all right that is the eagles offense versus the broncos defense we will do eagles defense now because we are contractually obligated to uh <laughs> against the broncos offense first <laughs> want to let you know football fans who's ready to score some free bets you you adam you ready to score some free bets always sure all right all right, well, now you can when you bet on any NFL team this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. So when a team scores, you score. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. You combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ITB. Bet just $1 on either team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. The team scores, you score with promo code ITB this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, 
an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Got to be 21 or older. Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 100 Gambler. That was pretty good there. I did that like speed reading. Nice. Thing. I know you feel like a commercial. Yeah, I felt like the micro machines <laughs> guy, right? <laughs> I'll tell you what, Draft, DraftKings is giving, they have some great giveaways. I mean, they're yeah. really making it easy for you to get sign up there. Absolutely. You know? So no get doubt. it done. Please get it done and please use that promo code ITB. Take advantage. Membership has its privileges, so I'm told. All right, let's talk about these, this Broncos offense versus the Eagles defense. Um, I don't know how many people know this. But and Adam, I don't even know if you know this, but okay. do you know Teddy Bridgewater is one of the most accurate quarterbacks mm-hmm. of all time in the history of the sport? Like history of the sport. Yeah, There's no, he four he, quarterbacks in the NFL history who have a higher career completion percentage than his sixty-seven point oh three. That's that's pretty. No, amazing. he's a very careful passer. He doesn't turn the ball over very much. Right. Uh, the Panthers did not want him because he was too careful. They they he. It's weird, like and maybe it's because the the talent's better. They are taking more shots downfield because they're okay. Their receiver core is better. There's no doubt. They're they're deeper in pass targets. I understand that, but he's a careful passer. Sometimes you go, man, drive the football, man. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it, it it bothered the Panthers, and they had enough. In fact, it bothered them so much they're willing to take some of his salary, pay some of it to, to move him. Right. So. Yeah, but you know what? They're hanging in there. They, they, as we said, they got a very good defense. They're loaded. Um, the running backs. We're going to talk about a second. I mean, this is it. When you know, it's funny. We talk so well about the the, the Broncos. You would think like they have a great record. They don't. Um, the offense is somewhat underachieved. Uh, some weeks right. you scratch your head, like what is wrong with their offense? But right, man, they're talented. They're talented. It's funny how some quarterbacks just fit the identity that certain coaches look for, like. Matt Rule is a younger coach, right? Younger than than Vic Fangio, I believe. And um, you know, oh, he, yeah. was the, he was in the yeah. yeah, a lot younger. He was in the he came from the um the Big Twelve there at Baylor, where everybody just throws the ball around. Nobody plays defense, right? So he's here in the NFL now, and he wants to throw the ball around. And clearly, Sam Darnold is way more willing to put the ball down the field now. A lot of those times, the ball's going to wind up in the wrong guy's hands, but he more personifies that kind of open offense that you would like to theoretically do. He doesn't diagnose very well, but Teddy Bridgewater, I could, you could see why Vic Fangio, who is more of that old school, let's build a great defense, let's build a great running game, give me a quarterback who will complete a bunch of dink and dunks and not give the ball back to the opponent, and I'll, I'll win with that, right? It's just, I, I agree. No, you, you got it right there. Yeah, Right, and George Payton, uh, who's their GM, was with him in Minnesota when George was the assistant GM. But actually, Matt Rowell wants more running. He actually is pretty clear. He's uh, with Darnold to take the air out of the ball. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Darnold well, got hurt. Was that after he's seen Sam Darnold throw the ball to the other team, though? Probably. <laughs> just, well, they couldn't. They could they had trouble scoring. But you know, Teddy's yeah. a careful passer. We just outlined you know, earlier what, who their pass targets are. But I'll tell you what, um, the only time they really throw it a lot is when they get behind a decent amount. He's only throwing the ball just over 31 times per game, which today's NFL is actually low. Mm-hmm. Um, you got, What you're going to see at running back, you know, Melvin Gordon's interesting. The, the guy, if you remember him coming out of Wisconsin, was super explosive. Yeah. He had microfracture surgery, and slowly but surely he's been more of a grinder, an inside runner. Gets mm-hmm. in the second level. He's had a couple big plays this season, but he's more of a short, short area guy. And then Javante Williams comes in, the rookie, their second round in North Carolina, who will replace Gordon next year. Mm-hmm. He's a super explosive. 
they average 4.5 yards per carry. They, they Vic Fangio wants the run game. He he mm-hmm. he he does. Some people say micromanages coaches like a lot of these defensive coordinators or defensive coordinator head coaches. Um, you know, Eagles run defense, as we know, has improved. They're giving up 4.2 yards per carry to opposing running backs. It's way down. They're, they're doing much better. But they are. There's a reason. This is a real test, though. To me, this right. is a right. This is like, it's okay. Brought against. Yeah. Right, exactly. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. Yeah, um, Devontae Williams has the is leading the NFL in forced missed tackles, yeah. which I did not realize until I saw that stat. I think Pepsi, that's pretty interesting. Rookie running back, whatever it is, offensive rookie of the week for week nine. He's been great. They've got a one-two punch. Yep. Again, we, we, we're we speaking glowingly about the talent level of this team. They should be better in five and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they go a lot of 11, a lot of 12 with um, with with those receivers, Judy, who's back from his high ankle sprain, Sutton, and Tim Patrick, who, uh, who's going to he's going to get paid as a free agent. He's going to do real well. And then um, what we'll see if if Fan plays, see how he feels. Mm-hmm. And Albert O is back. Um, though he's limited this week with that knee, he was out for several weeks. Then Eric Salbert is their blocking tight end. He's been with us a bunch of teams. He only comes in to block. They'll never throw it to him. It would be like the, <laughs> the over under for him. For Vegas should be 0.25 catches because I'm telling you the guy just just don't throw it to him. Well, the Eagles probably thought that about the uh, who's the third string tight end that caught the uh, caught all those passes for the Chargers last week. Uh, the Tim. Stevens oh my God, it's Donald Parham. <laughs> no, no, the other one. It was Parham. It was um, Cook, and then who's the third guy? It was the tech. He was a, a journeyman. Why can't I think it's Andrewson or something like that? Come on. Oh, you know Stephen Anderson. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's pretty Stephen athletic. Yeah, Art, Art Salbert is not athletic. Yeah, I know. I'm just messing around. I'm just yeah. saying how thir- every time I know the Eagles lock some thir- some guy you've never heard of is good to school. Isn't that the worst? Like for fantasy, right? <laughs> your your tight ends. Well, you're, you're you're watching the game. The tight ends. You go. Wait a minute. It's 80, oh, 87. Who the hell is that guy? Yeah. Anyway. I, I sh- you should put some money down on like Kendall Hinton or um. Oh yeah. Trying to think yeah. of somebody else who might catch Michael. You remember Boone. who? You, <laughs> do you remember his claim to fame? I, that name sounds familiar. Was he with the 49ers at one point? Uh, well, no. Last year, you might remember, he had to play quarterback because everybody was out. Oh, All yeah. He was the out. practice squad quarterback. That's right, 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 right. <laughs> Kendall Hinton from Wake Forest. So that was <laughs> that was interesting. Um, but, look, this is a game. It's going to be, I would think, it's going to be low scoring. Mm-hmm. Unless now, of course, a bunch of turnovers changes everything because if you're going to be an offense and the ball in a short field, there, right. I just cannot see the Eagles scoring over 20 points. Uh, I would be very surprised if they did that. Right. Um, the, that we just outlined Denver's offense. The now there's some advantages. Denver might be playing without both tackles this week they, as we speak. Friday morning, we don't know. We have to see what happens. Both mm-hmm. are hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minarts is going to start at, at right guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look, there'll be some advantages. I wish. I wish they. I wish Gannon would overload blitz or do something to disrupt one shot, one tackle who's not so good. Mm-hmm. You know, or Cam Fleming might be starting. You might remember him from the Giants, Cowboys, Patriots. He's a journeyman left tackle, Everybody. right tackle is below average. Yep. So there are advantages here, but um, I made the dumb mistake last week of thinking like they would take advantage of it. Shame on me. I I, I really blew that one last week. I- I think the outside size of the Broncos uh, pass catchers is going to be a problem for the Eagles. Yep. Think, all, Portland Sutton at 6'3", yep. and yep. Patrick 6'5", I think. And to be honest with you, I think just the way the Eagles have defended the interior so poorly, uh, you know, you saw it with Keenan Allen last week. He goes over 100. 
And Jerry Judy is 10 times the, the, the twitchier athlete than Keenan Allen is. I, I think this is going to be you, you, when you factor in Bridgewater's um, accuracy and he's not going to put the ball in too much harm's way. This is a this is a very bad matchup, I think, for the Eagles pass defense. So I it's I weird. Agree. I kind of think it's not going to be a high scoring game either, but I think those guys are going to move the chains quite a bit for the Broncos. And, and that's a, an advantage that favors them. Big I time. mean, you, you saw that six, eight tight end Donald Parham. Mm-hmm. And I talked about it on a pregame show. I said, watch out for this guy. He's a red zone beast. And you saw what he and Steven Anderson did. You're right. Yeah, I think you set up very well. They they're going to be in trouble if I'm Shermer. I'm going with more 11. I'm spreading them out. The Eagles, as we learned last week, they don't have anyone really could play outside if if one of the starters, mm-hmm. Nelson or Slay, gets hurt. They got a problem. And Maddox is playing with a, a, a knee injury. And I know he told us he was going to rehab it all week, and he got out there on Thursday, which is good. Mm-hmm. But, man, they're, I, if it sounds like you and we'll see what our picks are in a minute here, but you and I seem to be in agreement on this one. Yep. Um, anything else? Oh, and by the way, if Noah Font, we mentioned coming off the COVID list, and they have to see what he's available. If if I as a if if I were his coaches and medical staff, and I felt like he's good enough to play, but you were worried about endurance and holding up, I you know if you yeah. play him twenty five percent of the snaps, you still might get five catches out of him against this defense in the red zone. Yeah, red zone, right. anything. Yeah, no, there's like a lot of bad matchups week. here. Yeah. yeah, what's that? Yeah, there's just a lot of not great matchups for the. Eagles I agree. Yeah, yeah, I. I We'll have more on this on Sunday's show. We'll mm-hmm. A little bit more of the matchups from a couple more couple people we're going to speak to over the weekend, uh, just to get a little bit more intel in Denver. Right. But this is, I mean, this is as talented as a team, even with all Denver's injuries on defense. They mm-hmm. they're still talented. I mean, they actually blitz a little bit more. I'm mistaken. They little they blitz a little bit more than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, their blitz percentage is in top ten, mm-hmm. uh, just over thirty two percent. It. it it's not like they're super blitz happy, but they're blitzing a little bit more than they normally would. I'm guessing that's because be of because Chubb has been out and because Miller gets traded. Yes, so you got to figure that's out a way. Exactly to, what I was going to yeah. say. That's exactly why. I bet you to start the season they weren't blitzing as much, but mm-hmm. um, the, the the coaches are. This is going to be a coaches game here. You got to help out. You got to help your guys out here. That that will yep. be my pledge to them is coach them up. You see what they do on both sides of the football. You know who Vic Fangio is. He never changes. He does the same thing with disguise. He, he's very – they're very disciplined. You know, the, you're going to have trouble scoring. And defensively, you have some advantages. you got you got to take advantage of it. And um, I, I can't wait to hear the Q&A show and then and talk to Yvonne uh, on Sunday for a show and then Cosell about how you, how you would attack this Denver offensive line and and their 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 talent on offense because it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a difficult challenge. No doubt it will be. All right, we're gonna pause real quick uh, and remind you to check out our friends at phlsportsnation.com, enhancing the fans' experience, their coverage of Philadelphia's sports teams. Check them out at phlsportsnation.com or on Twitter at phlsportsnation for the fan by the fan. That's their motto. And, of course, we'll uh, hear from our other great sponsors, including our friends at Sky Motor Cars. Sky Motor Cars in Westchester is a different sort of dealership. All it takes is one look at their Highline pre-owned vehicles that people over the country want and need. Owner Brett Shoulder, make sure you don't spend a dime of your money before you purchase the car. Sky Motor Cars allows you to make all the decisions regarding your next vehicle. At Sky Motor Cars, you never have to spend more than necessary. Visit SkyMotorCars.com today 
or call 610-918-7225. And if you ever uh, head out there to Sky Motor Cars out there in Westchester, PA, not only will you get the best deal on an automobile that you're looking to buy or trade in, but you may get an awesome jacket like the one Adam has that has the pullover. Sky yeah, Motor uh, Pullover, yeah, that has yeah. the Sky Motor Cars patch on it. Just look off the shoulder, right? Yeah. It's, Go to Brett's shoulder okay. and tell him Adam and Jeff sent you. Yeah, see, if you see Brett or or anyone, yeah, just tell him you heard about us. You heard about Sky Motor Cars on uh, on ITB and check out their website and go to dealerrader.com. I've been through their their rate. It's unbelievable. The the they just give great customer service. Probably the best customer service review, reviews I've ever seen for cars. Mm. It's really remarkable. And obviously, they put a premium customer service. So check them out. Awesome. All right, let's get into our predictions. Um, I will start off with, first of all, the line was moving quite a bit for this game. And I, I believe Denver has for the last 24 to 48 hours has been a two and a half point favor. I'm going to check it out one more time on the old DraftKings app. Denver was a two and a half point favorite last time I checked, unless that's oh, only, yep. They are still just a two and a half point favorite. And Adam, they think like us, a low scoring game, 45.5 is the over under number. Hang on a second. This just makes no sense to me. How could it was like that Raider line when I said it's ridiculous that it's it's yeah, I I I'm very leery of this line. I mean, I, I get that Vegas is not being reactionary to the Dallas win and that the Eagles did technically play better than they have when they played the Chargers, but I don't get it. Yeah, I, I love Denver in this game. Well, I, I'm not a gambler, but man, I I just can't imagine what what are they're just ignore. I know the, the Vegas Outsmakers do a really good job overall. I remember that Raider game. I knew they missed it, and they definitely got that one wrong. Yeah. Didn't look like one of seven up Eagles, but the Eagles went up, gave up thirty straight. Right. It's just uh, hard to trust the Eagles, so I'm surprised yeah. that, that that yeah. I mean, my personal line for that in, game. You know, I'm sorry. Nine weeks in, and the defense every time it plays a good quarterback, it's roasted. It's kind of like you know, Can't what trust are you, what are you, what are you seeing here? Right. <laughs> I know Teddy's not as good as Herbert, but I I my personal line would have been five and a half or six. Just based on matchups, and, and as you said earlier, it's a very good point. Which I we, we really need to take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk to Jason about playing in high altitudes and and so forth. So my my score is Broncos twenty three, Eagles thirteen. Twenty three thirteen. Wow, that might be the most lopsided score of the year for you to to pick against the Eagles. I don't know. Remember what your Kansas City or Tampa Bay scores were, but I don't know. Um, but I just don't see the Eagles scoring. Um, now, could the Broncos score 30? Sure. But I, I mean, I, I was thinking of going 27 13, but I'm going to go because the Broncos don't have the greatest offense in the world. They they should be, if they had a, if they had a quarterback who was more daring, who was mm-hmm. more aggressive, like Drew Locke, the problem with him is, yeah, he's got a good arm, but no accuracy. Right. If they had a, a, a strong arm passer with good accuracy, they're going to score 27 to 30 points again because they're so gifted on offense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 in your wheelhouse. I'm going to pick the Broncos to win twenty four to sixteen. So we both go. again saw a a lower scoring game for today's NFL and and the Broncos winning. I I think there's just a lot that plays into that. One, obviously, the Eagles aren't playing well. Their pass defense is not playing well at all. And you know you're going up against a very accurate quarterback who doesn't give you a whole lot of chances to make plays on the ball. And then two, you know, I try not to put too much into history, but I do think that. For this specific opponent, the away, the conditions, the environment that they're not used to, 
Um, mm-hmm. The only guy who's going to be feeling at home is Davion Taylor, right? He played at Colorado. Yes, right. Um, right. So uh, I, you know, I just I think that's going to matter, and and I don't like the Eagles' depth in areas where they're going to have to rotate, right? You think they're going to have to rotate at linebacker and and D line because a guys are you know they have different guys for different positions, and b they're just the Denver's going to run and try and tire them out. And I just don't think it's going to play to their advantage. So that's why I think the Broncos are going to win this game. Not that I think the Broncos are all that great. I just think that the elements around this game favor the Broncos and they're going to win. All right, before we get out of here, just it would be just like the Eagles to pull it out offset upset here. You know? Oh, absolutely. All that rationale that I just threw out there. Exactly. That's what I mean. I'm just I don't see it at all. I I'm 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 always looking for okay, what would it we'll talk more about this on the Sunday show, what's gonna take for the Eagles to win. Right. But my goodness gracious, it just doesn't nothing nothing you, you're going against veteran play callers. Vic Fangio calls their defense with help from Donatel and Pat Shermer. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't this is a if this staff had been if they'd been here you know, two years already, then I say, you know what? I think they could diagnose this and find some ways to beat the Broncos offensive line, but they don't do that and I just don't see it. Yeah, one one also thing that I forgot to mention when we were talking about defense, I, I did say it would be a real test against a real running game. Um, that I, I there's a part of me that wonders if the Eagles are really as good against the run as they've shown the last two weeks and yeah. really improved after five or six really bad weeks, or if they're about to get exposed again by the Broncos. Um, so we'll see, because that uh, in both ways, not just run, but even that interior, because they can play action and hit those guys over the middle, thinking having the defense playing run and and uh, find those openings. So we we will see. But if I'm Vic Fangio or the whoever Pat Shermer, the offensive coordinator, I'm going to be feeding Javante and Melvin until the Eagles prove that they can stop it. Mm-hmm. So we will check it out again. We'll be out out there Sunday at 10 a.m. Myself, Adam Kaplan, Greg Cosell, and Jason Avant for a more comprehensive preview of this Eagles Broncos game. And it is a four o'clock game, correct? All right. I always got to make sure I'm yeah, on the with that. Is let's see, it is Sunday at 4:25 p.m. Eastern. Oh, good! It's the uh, the big game. All right, so 4:25 on Sunday. That's going to do it for this edition of Inside the Birds, the leading podcast in Eagles Intel. Big thanks as always to our producer Hunter Brody. You can check out his YouTube channel. It's called Sports Talk with Broads. He's on Twitter at Broads81, and his website is called BroadsMedia.com. And as always, we thank you for flying with us. Inside the birds. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.